On today's episode of the Keto Camp Podcast, we explore the hottest topic in the biohacking space, the world of peptides, with my friend, Natalie Nidham. where those bioregulators are sourced from when they're given to people as a supplement or as an injection is they are sourced from the organs of animals. So when you're eating organ meat, I've been saying this all along, I'm like, and this kind of came to me in a eureka moment early in the game, it was like, oh my God, that means there's that ancestral wisdom. There's that ancestral wisdom of somebody with a heart problem, feed them heart. Someone who's got a liver problem, feed them liver. You know, if you go back into ancestral societies, this is what they did. And they ate all the bits and bobs of the animals that the rest of us are like, yeah. oh, I couldn't they, possibly do that. They valued it. It was the best part. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. I hope this year has been going phenomenal for you, 2024. Let's own 2024 and take that momentum into 2025, 2026. I'm very excited for today's episode. This is a in-person interview at my Keto Camp Podcast studio here in Miami, Florida with Nat Nidham. This is actually the first Keto Camp Podcast interview we actually recorded in 2024, and we start off the year with a bang. This interview is all about peptides. You're going to be hearing more and more and more about peptides as it relates to inflammation, fat loss, autoimmune conditions, pretty much every health benefit you're seeking, peptides play a role there. And there's really nothing new about peptides. It's just becoming more nuanced. Hey, you've heard me say that before about keto and fasting. Your body makes peptides. And we end up losing the ability to produce these amazing healing peptides as we age. We'll talk about why we think that happens. And the pros and cons of taking peptides, and I say cons because there's a lot of companies who produce peptides that are not done the right way. You want to do your own research, and Nat will explain why. Uh, I connected with Nat. You'll hear the backstory a couple years ago at a mastermind, but we really got together and developed a friendship recently in Sarasota, Florida at Dr. John Lawrence's event. It was so much fun, and she came to my studio. We recorded a great podcast interview. So you're going to learn about BPC-157, which is probably the most common peptide out there, how to use it, the different ways to use it. There's three different ways to use peptides, how it could potentially help with dogs and pets. You'll learn about peptide therapy, of course, and why it is the biggest topic in the biohacking space right now. Understand that peptides are a very small protein. 
that have 50 amino acids or less. And then there's something, a classification of peptides called bioregulatory peptides that are even smaller, about two to four amino acids. And the benefit of it being that small, it has the efficient ability to penetrate the cell membrane wall. And that is very important because if nothing gets into the cell, you don't get the benefit, you don't feel well. So she'll explain that. She'll also give you some good news if you're a carnivore, if you're on a carnivore diet or eating an animal-based diet, especially with organ meat, how organ meat actually contains some of these bioregulatory peptides. We'll also discuss how peptides are genetic switches. We've heard that you cannot change your genes. That is true. More important than that is epigenetics, which literally means above the gene. We have the ability to turn on genes, turn off genes, good or bad, and peptides are these epigenetic switches. Super cool. We'll discuss how different peptides play different roles for different benefits that you're seeking. You'll hear about Natalie's backstory, how she transitioned from being in a career of advertising to a holistic nutritionist. She has an amazing podcast called the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. So if you want to learn about peptides, anti-aging, inflammation, this is the conversation for you. We'll discuss what depletes peptides, the backstory uh, of this Russian researcher who discovered, who, who, who was given the task of figuring out peptides and how they could work and benefit their community there. She'll give you that backstory. And we'll discuss the relationship between peptides, melatonin, and mitochondria. This is a super geeky, fun episode. Probably an episode you want to listen to a few times. And we also recorded this in person, right? So you could watch this interview. And guess what? All interviews on our Keto Camp YouTube channel. We have amazing edits, in-person podcast interviews, three different camera angles, and you can watch that with Nat Nidham and other guests on YouTube, which is Keto Camp on YouTube. Before I bring on Nat, I want to get to today's Apple podcast rating and review of the day from US Bank, <laughs> that's the title here, in Hamilton, Montana, titled Great Knowledge, five-star review. Thank you so much for this information and knowledge. It's so important to get the right information because there's so much out there. Thank you for all of your effort. I appreciate the acknowledgement. There is so much out there. We are drowning in information, but starving for truth. And this podcast is designed to get you the nuggets, the truth. So I appreciate you. Thank you for listening and for leaving the rating and review. If you have not done so already, leave the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and a review. Hey, I just want to let you know before I bring on Nat Nidham, in a few days, I'm going to be hosting a free detox, heavy metals, toxicity, understanding detox masterclass. I'm going to reveal the four biggest toxins out there creating the most amount of inflammation and some downstream detox tips and then how to go upstream. It's a free masterclass. It's going to take place this Tuesday, January. 23rd at 12 p.m. Eastern time, there will be a 24-hour replay available. And if you go to toxinsmasterclass.com, toxinsmasterclass.com, toxins with the plural, you could register for free. We'll put that link down below. All right, without further ado, here is the awesome Nat Nidham. Nat Nidham is a self-proclaimed science geek with a passion for human health. She's a certified holistic nutritionist and epigenetic coach and a member of the first graduating class of the Human Potential Training Institute. In her teens, she fought with an ongoing health and digestive issues. She learned many years later to tap into her body's own healing and repair mechanisms, and now she wants to share her knowledge to help others take control of their health 
She's incredible. She's the host of the Optimizing Superhuman Performance podcast. She's got a Facebook group. We'll put all of our resources down below. Here's my friend, Nat Nidham. Nat Nidham, welcome to the Keto Camp podcast. Benazadi, thank you so much for having me here. I am so excited for this conversation. I was thinking about when we first connected, and it was uh, it was in West Palm Beach at uh, a mastermind we were at. Oh my gosh! August of twenty twenty one, I believe it was. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah. A couple of years ago, we were speaking at this event, right, Biohackers event. But uh, I had heard about you from. I don't know, maybe social media before that. And then we finally got to interact in person. And uh, I love the work you're doing. I love who you are as a human being. We got to spend some time together at Dr. John's event with our crew. (laughs) And now we're here in person. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see we're both matching with our Leela Quantum necklace here. (laughs) I got the infinity block here in the middle. You know, in the biohacking space, you know this. But those who are listening to the podcast, getting into biohacking, or if you've been studying biohacking, you're hearing the word peptides. And it's coming up over and over and over again. It's probably one of the hottest topics in the biohacking space. If not, it's going to be very, very soon. Why has it become so popular? And I know you're a master of uh, understanding how this works. Your lecture at Dr. John's was fantastic. So why has it become so popular, Nat? I think it's just bubbling up into the mainstream. I mean, the truth about peptides is they've been around for a really long time. And the people who are the real aficionados of the peptide world or who were, the people who I consider to be the original biohackers, and those are bodybuilders, Mm. right? That community of people that will stop at nothing to get their body to look and perform in a particular way. And so, you know, you'll run across ex-bodybuilders in this space who are like, oh my God, I've been using peptides for 20 years. I'm like, what do you mean 20 years? Like, how is that possible? But it's, they've been around for a really long time. And so, you know, to define what a peptide is, because very often people will reach out to me and say, oh, I take collagen peptides. Right. I put them in my coffee. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's not exactly what we're talking <laughs> about. And of course, there's a big kerfuffle right now about do those collagen peptides even do anything? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who knows? I'm not going to get into that. But the peptides we're talking about, first of all, let's define what a peptide is. Yeah. A peptide is a small protein. And by definition, a peptide is 50 amino acids or fewer in length. And so an amino acid is the building blocks of, are the building blocks of protein. And so they get arranged. And, you know, we have proteins in our body run the show, as you guys, I'm sure. I mean, this man's work is phenomenal. So <laughs> I know you. you're educated about it. But basically, they could be thousands of amino acids long, folded into these crazy origami shapes, So just to expose certain landing sites and binding sites, Um, the peptides we're talking about are 50 amino acids or fewer in length. And there's a subset of these that I think we're going to touch on as well today that are the bioregulator peptides that are only two to four amino acids. Very tiny. Like infinitesimally small. So what's really interesting, and, and so I will say another thing, I recently met a doctor from Russia who you know, these bioregulator peptides really come out of Russia. There's a doctor, professor, researcher in Russia by the name of Vladimir Kavinson, who has been studying them for the last 40 years. And he named this category of peptides, bioregulator peptides, because they have the ability to cross, because they're so tiny, they can get it across the cellular membrane. They can get into the nucleus of the cell, which is where they bind to the DNA and act as epigenetic switches. Mm. So they literally flip switches on DNA that upregulates the production of protein. 
But what this gentleman explained to me, and, and it's true, is that a lot of the longer chain peptides that we talk about, like the BPC-157, the thymosin beta-4, and I'm going to apologize right now, the nomenclature <laughs> of these things is absolutely Seriously. <laughs> it's horrible. But those guys, they typically are signaling molecules. They will typically bind to receptors on the cells, but a number of them do have the ability to upregulate genes as well. They just don't do it quite in the same way because BPC-157 is a much longer chain of amino acids. It's not going to be able to get into the cell in the same way. So it's going to do it through messengers. Interesting. This Russian gentleman, you lectured about him in... Uh in Sarasota, a uh, friendly looking guy, right? I saw the image, I remember when you said that. Yeah. The, the backstory about that, can you share real quick his backstory? Like he was tasked to, to do something that was- So he was a young doctor in the military, in the Russian military. And, you know, his superiors came to him one day and said, Vladimir, I'm just imagining, I don't <laughs> actually know. You know, Vladimir, the truth, you know, our cosmonauts and our nuclear submarine troops are coming back a mess, right? So these are people who are exposed to radiation. It accelerates their aging, right? And so they said to him, we need you to figure out a way to turn the clock back on these people. To, like, you got to make them better. You got to fix them. <laughs> I'm sure this kid is sitting there going, <laughs> okay. okay, I'll get right on that. <laughs> Just give me 10 minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> right. So, and actually, interestingly enough, my understanding is that kind of the work he sprung board off of is Pavlov's work. Mm. And, you know, if you look at Pavlov's work, he... The BPC-157, that other peptide that we talk about gut healing and all that stuff, that was in that gastric juice of that dog. Well, you know that experiment that he did yeah. with the dog, and they, which sounds horrific for the dog, I apologize. And then one of his people drank the gastric juice. It's just the weirdest story <laughs> ever. I mean, people did people do strange things now, but they did really yeah. weird things then. Very weird so, things. Anyway, so bottom line, you know, is that Cavinson kind of went to work and... One of the things he kind of figured out pretty early in the game is there's these little tiny proteins that repeat, that are found in every life form. They're present in plants, they're present in bacteria, like they're present in animals, they're present in humans, they're present in like every life form that he looked at. And typically in science, when you find something that's preserved across all species, it's important, right? And that got his attention and then he started digging into it. And then that's how he kind of went down this rabbit hole and came out. And, you know, he's done extensive research on, they started with animals, they've done computer modeling and, and a lot of research on humans to show that these bioregulator peptides have really profound effects on human systems. Very cool. So humans make peptides, animals make peptides. We make them. We yeah. make them. If you were to identify maybe three of the major causes that deplete peptides, would you, could you have an answer for that? Or what are the things age. that deplete it? Age. age. So naturally we're going to lose just like melatonin and different things. Just like all the things. Testosterone. You're just going to make fewer of them as you go. And also, you know, being sick is going to add load to the body. So, you know, in a perfect way, you know, in, the human body to me, I find is this interesting dichotomy because on the one hand, we get old, we get sick, we get decrepit, like things start to go downhill and, and things we don't repair as well. On the other hand, if you really think about it, we are repairing every minute of every hour of every day. Even if, even sick people, if we think about, even someone who's really, really sick, if you think about the number of chemical reactions that are happening in their body at a cellular level to keep them breathing and, and 
functioning and even in, in an impaired state, it's amazing. It is. It's a miracle. And so for these peptides to be able to tap into them and bring them back into the body and reapply them once we become, you know, less able to make them, let's say, is an amazing thing because what you're really doing and the reason why I've always been so fascinated by, fascinated about peptides is that they originate in the body and they are not doing anything for us. What they're doing is they're enabling our body to do what it does. And there has never been, to this day, there's no machine that matches the human body in its ability and capacity to heal and to repair. Mm -hmm. And so if we can figure out ways to reignite that ability of the body to repair itself, we're in a pretty good place. Yeah, you're right. The human body is impeccable. It really, and if you think about all the hits we take with all the damage we do, environmental toxins, smoking, seed oils, I mean, and we're still walking around, the body's still doing what it needs to do. It's, it's, uh, I'm always surprised that we're not just dropping dead. <laughs> like, I don't want that, of course, but I'm always shocked yeah. with all the things we do to the body that we're not just dropping dead every single day. So what I'm hearing is that these peptides, we produce them, we naturally lose them as we age. Other factors could accelerate that loss, mm -hmm. but it's giving the body, it's giving the innate intelligence, it's giving ourselves these building blocks and assist to just function the way that we were designed to function. Basically, yeah. I mean, in the in the case of the bioregulator, the signal that's being sent is, is it's this signal on the DNA that says, oh, we need to produce proteins. And what those proteins do is they rejuvenate the tissue or organ or gland at a cellular level, right? In the case of a BPC-157 or a thymus and beta-4, now it's, it's a little bit more complex because what's happening is, and there's multiple ways that this happens, is that the body's getting a signal to upregulate the production, let's say maybe of collagen or elastin or within BPC-157, like what's crazy about that peptide and BPC, just because I people tell me, oh yeah, that's CBP or that PBC, they, to, to keep the letters straight, it's body protective compound. Those, those are the initial, that's yeah. what the initials stand for. And the reason it was called that is because it has, it, like I call it, the Swiss army knife of the peptide world, right? Because there's virtually no system in the body that it doesn't benefit in some way from BPC-157. So it can help with healing musculoskeletal injuries. It can help with, it is magic for healing any part of the GI tract. It is incredible for help, for stimulating wound healing, for burns. It's got applications for the eyes. It has applications for the heart, wow. for the cardiovascular system. For the brain, this one peptide, this one compound, does all of this. This one little the tiny BPC. peptide, yeah, BPC one five seven, yeah, and one five seven, I believe, designates number one to number fifty seven. So it's a fragment of a naturally occurring peptide that actually is naturally occurring in the gut. How are you taking peptides? I know there's different ways to do it. If you could explain to the keto campers listening, what are the ways to consume or, or to take use peptides? So that's a great question, and it's changing. Right. So typically the most efficient way to take a peptide, to basically to get the most bang for your buck, is by subcutaneous injection. So a subcutaneous injection and in keto camp, I'm sure you have a lot of people who are familiar with with the insulin injections mm -hmm. that, that um, diabetics will use. So guess what? We all know a peptide very well, which is insulin. Mm -hmm. Right. But a subcutaneous injection is an injection in in the layer of, of fat right underneath the skin. 
So it's with a tiny little insulin needle. And, you know, it is, again, it is remarkable how powerful these things are, right? I remember once using oxytocin as a peptide because oxytocin can have anabolic effects. So helping to build muscle and bone, it's got all these, you know, we think of oxytocin as the love hormone. Mm -hmm. We think of oxytocin for pregnant women who are going into labor. Maybe they'll give them a lot of oxytocin to push labor. But oxytocin actually has lots of other benefits. And so I was using it, but but when you're using oxytocin in this setting, you're using like an infinitesimally small amount, like 75 micrograms. Mm, that's like very small. Itty bitty. But guess what? You would, you would apply the 75 micrograms, let's say to the belly fat, inside of a minute, you would start to flush. You would start to feel pressure in your ears. Your head would feel kind of funny. like. That was the one time that when I used that for the first time and I experienced that inside of a minute, it was like, how is it that I could apply a drop of liquid into the fat of my belly and elicit that kind That's of response? super cool. Like, it's really cool. And it invites you to take a minute to pause. Like, these are powerful. So one thing I think that is important for people to realize is these are endogenous to the human body. They're incredibly powerful. So we have to be respectful. We know a lot about them, but there's a lot we don't know. So very often people will come up to me and say, you know, well, what peptide should I be using? <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you, what's going on? Like, what do you have going on? And particularly in the case of the BPC-157s, the thymus and Force, those guys, you don't, I wouldn't just use them willy nilly. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's people who will say, well, you know, you could for eight to 12 weeks, a couple of times a year, just use them for general maintenance and repair. And there's, there's an argument for that. But I do think that people need to be mindful to know that we don't know everything. So we each have to do our risk reward and different people have different tolerances. They have different feelings and thoughts about this. I think it's really important to be informed. I think it's really important to do your due diligence and, you know, do some reading, watch some podcasts, talk to, a, you know, talk to a physician. The landscape for peptides is getting tricky. As you know, mm -hmm. the FDA came out a couple of months ago, um, basically saying that it's not okay for compounding pharmacies to be making these peptides anymore, which is where most people were getting them from, who are getting them through a physician and under the auspice that we don't have enough research, which is unfortunate because certainly in the case of people with certain tough health conditions, peptides have made a massive positive impact on their health. And it's, it would be sad to see them go the way of... Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself... This is the best thing I've ever tasted. If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part? 
this may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed. Their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasha loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but Wild Pasture meats are better for you nutritionally and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and... $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. So what I'm hearing is that there's there's a right way to do it. It's targeted. You work, you gotta do your research, work with somebody who understands how to use this. The body produces it endogenously. There's ways to take it exogenously. One of them is through a needle, subcutaneous. Right. And then what are the other methods? Thank you for taking, <laughs> bringing me back there. Sorry. I got lost on my own it's little all good. there. We love it. Um, so other ways, other than subcutaneous injection, and it does depend on the peptide. So BPC-157 mm. can be applied as eye drops. It can be applied as an intranasal spray. It can be applied as a subcutaneous injection. It can be taken as a capsule. Like it's suppository as well, suppository as well, like as an ointment, like for burns or for wounds, it can be used almost in any way you can imagine. But in terms of the effectiveness, it'll vary on, on that delivery system. So it'll, so different delivery systems are going to be better for different applications. Yes. Right. So obviously for the eyes now for the eyes, just to be clear, you don't want to run out and get yourself some BPC-157 and just drop it into your eye. For the eyes, they have to be formulated by a compounding pharmacist who knows what they're doing and making ophthalmic drops. But for the intranasal spray, for example, we know that it's going to, first of all, it's going to get into the bloodstream pretty fast. It's also going to hit the brain, right? So, and there's benefits to that for many people. There are a few people that don't respond that well to BPC-157 cognitively. Which is weird because if you read the research, it's got benefits even for preventing TBIs Hmm. in in animal research, right? And it has benefits for people who are suffering from TBIs. It has benefits for, so I talked about wounds, I talked about burns, the gut healing. It's also organoprotective. It protects organs. So that's going to be your subcutaneous 
administration is going to be the most wide-ranging benefit. Right. It's also going to take care of the um, musculoskeletal most easily. Having said that, with the oral BPC-157 that many people will use uh, if they have gut issues, it is not uncommon for someone to have been using, been taking BPC-157 orally and wake up one morning and go, oh, wait, that knee pain seems Mm. to be gone or my back pain seems to be gone. So because it has anti-inflammatory effects, because it has some analgesic effects, because it stimulates the body to heal, right? It, it, It acts on body's healing mechanisms. You can get healing in different areas from even the the wrong application for yeah. the for the the thing that you're dealing with. Fascinating, but, you know. And even the subcutaneous injection will be helpful. It can be very helpful for the gut. This is fascinating. Uh, what, are there any foods we could eat that also have peptides in them? So not so much on that front. On the bioregulator front, mm-hmm. I believe yes. On the bioregulator front, because. So let's talk, go back to the bioregulators a bit. There are 21 bioregulators that are commercially available. There are more out there. Which is the most popular one? The most, so the one that I think has really bubbled up into the mainstream, and as a matter of fact, it made the unfortunate FDA list. Oh, uh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> is Epitalon or Epitalon, uh-huh. which is the pineal gland bioregulator. Huh, um, that's the one. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That's the one they picked, right? They're okay. like, that one. And I mean, I mean, to be fair, that's the one that gets talked about the most. But basically, there's these 21 bioregulators, and they each correspond to a different tissue gland or organ. Hmm. So we have a bioregulator for the heart. We have a bioregulator for blood vessels, muscles, kidneys, pancreas, stomach, adrenal glands, thyroid gland, central nervous system, I don't think I'm going to get all <laughs> I was impressed that you got that far. That's, um, that's really cool, though. There's um, bone marrow. I said muscle. I said what about muscle. nerves? Anything from nerves? So that's the central nervous system. One. Okay, that's part of that. Okay. That's part of that. Because so, there's a... And, and again, the nomenclature here is also... It's like going to Ikea. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Every bioregulator has at least three names. And none of them make any sense. <laughs> so Who came up with all this? Is it the Russian guy? It's the Russian guy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he was responsible for yeah. naming them. But there's pineolon and epitalon, and which which causes no end of confusion. Because you would think that pineolon would be the pineal gland Correct. bioregulator, yeah. but it's not. It's the central nervous system bioregulator. Now, it does have an effect on the pineal gland. <laughs> oh, interesting. It does. P- pineolon is what it's called. Yeah. And then we have uh, epitalon, but epitalon is also called endolutin. So it depends on the form that it comes in. Endolutin is the trademark name for the capsules. There's epithalamin, which is a different preparation that's been extracted from actual pineal glands, but can be injected intramuscularly. That form is very hard to get your hands on outside of Russia. Hmm. And then we've got the epitalon, epitalon, which is the synthetic form of the bioregulator that can that is administered either by subcutaneous injection or it can be used as an oral spray under the tongue. Oh. Right? Again, because it's so teeny tiny. There's even guys that are formulating it in transdermal drops. I'm a little old school. I'm kind of D for doubtful on that one. But <laughs> D, <laughs> I'm, D I'm for not doubtful. Crying. This I'm not uh Pinileon. Is that how you say it? Pinaleon? Pinaleon. Yeah. Pine- li- that's how I... Look, let's just be clear. I speak English as a second language. I make up pronunciations all <laughs> well, the time. Well, the one for the nervous system, you know, with my um, 
peripheral neuropathy that's getting better by the way is that oh, something that's that, right uh, you're walking perfectly yeah it's much much better the drop foot is gone but, but it's still slightly numb so it's getting better but would that be something that i could potentially take for my uh, neuropathy or could i you know i don't think of bioregulators really for those types of applications okay. i think for neuropathy you might look at something like bpc157 and thymosin beta 4 on the other side because okay. they can actually help with the myelin sheath and you know what actually would be really interesting? I don't know if you've looked into it, is plasmalogens. No, I haven't. Yeah, so plasmalogens are really interesting. That's the work of um, Dr. Day and Goodnow. And he's shown that plasmalogens, which has a, are a particular type of phospholipid that he discovered, there's two different kinds that he markets. And one of them actually helps to rebuild white matter, and the other one helps to rebuild gray matter. <laughs> That's cool. It's super cool. <laughs> okay, I'm putting that in my notes to look up. Yeah. So, but that's not a that's not a peptide, but that's a super. So, but you know what? That brings up a really good point, right? So people hear about peptides. I heard about peptides, and I was like, oh my god, these are magic. Yeah, anti-aging, yes, please. And they, and they turn back the clock, and we'll talk a little bit about why they have this anti-aging aura around them. But they can't do it all by themselves. We still need the other stuff right? You still need to do all the other work. You still need mm. to clean up your diet, become metabolically flexible. You still need to practice vitamin G. You, yes. know? you still need the plasmologists, the phospholipids, J. vitamin J, exactly. Which is vitamin joy. Nat has coined that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really off here. <laughs> I love it. I'm still giving it to you. <laughs> but you know, like, because in that better environment, think about it, the peptides, they're the uber work crews coming in to do the work. You can send the best work crew into a house. If they don't have tools and materials, they're mm. not going to be able to do much. Great or analogy. if the house is running rampant with mold or vermin or whatever. Only so much they can do. There's only so much they can do. So we need to always remember, and this is where I think people really get into trouble also with particularly the longer chain peptides, I'm going to fork again, but first I'm going to finish the one thing. And that is that we need to remember that we need to still do the work to clear the way, to clear the terrain. And as people, we want to find the solution. We want to find the pill. We mm -hmm. want to find the fix. So we tend to add, we're looking for things to add. And what the thing that we tend to forget too often is what do we need to remove first? So true. Right. Yeah. How do we clear that terrain? And I know Dr. Pompa, who you you know, who's your mentor and, and you work very closely with, he talks about this all the time. Mm -hmm. Like you could be doing everything right. If you've got an infection sitting in, in your jaw, if you've got some kind of bug that's running rampant in your system, think of it as it's a distraction for your body. Like your body's kind of looking over there going, well, we got to deal with this. Like, yeah, yeah, this is all really great, but we got to deal with that. So making sure that we, we always remember that these are very powerful and they can enlist our body. Like, for example, thymosin beta-4, there's another one called thymosin alpha-1. These are thymus gland peptides. So your thymus gland sits in the middle of your chest and it's really the seat of your immune system. So both these peptides come from that thymus gland that starts to involute when we're, you know, around early 30s, late 20s. Some people might say even earlier than that. And so now what we're doing is we're able to reapply a protein from the thymus gland to enlist, get that immune system working again. That's cool. Right? So, it, and this is where I think the big disappointment is on 
the FDA slamming on the brakes like this is people with autoimmune conditions, people with all kinds of, you know, EB, Epstein-Barr virus or Lyme, like the the Lyme community would be is, would be devastated to lose access to the peptides. And I gather the FDA ruling is not super cut and dried. I'm, you know, there's a lot of people pushing back. There's a lot of physicians really looking for ways, creative ways to continue to give, provide access to their patients. But thymosin alpha one and thymosin beta four were pulled off the market by the FDA a couple of years ago. Oh, that happened a couple of years ago? Uh, thymosin alpha one was during the pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic that happened, yeah. And that happened during the pandemic. And what's unfortunate about that huh. one, it has orphan drug status in the U.S., but only for hep B and C. But what was really unfortunate is there was some really interesting use case scenarios in hospitals with people suffering from the pandemic bug. That would make sense. And it totally changed the game. I mean, that them. makes sense. The thymus, the immune, that makes total sense with the immune system. You know, when we take hormones, for example, there's a negative feedback loop for most mm -hmm. hormones, right? You take testosterone over time, your body starts producing less of it endogenously. Yeah. Most hormones do this. There are some exceptions like uh, melatonin, and I think oxytocin might be another exception there. So how does that relate to taking peptides? It's different than a hormone. Yeah. But is there a scenario where if we're constantly taking all these peptides, the body starts to get the signal that you're getting it so much exogenously, I don't need to produce this as much? Or does that not happen because there's a different sort of flow here with peptides versus hormones? Right. So, no, not really. What, it, meaning it doesn't happen. It doesn't okay. particularly happen. The What can happen, in, and it depends on the peptide, like okay. there's, you know, the words it depends are the dreaded words that Nat says to almost everything. Right? <laughs> People ask me questions in my community. I'm like, it depends. Very politically correct, and Nat. And <laughs> it depends. And it kind of depends. And that, it really depends. I get it. No, it I get it. Depends. It makes sense. But I will say that for most peptides, we don't worry about that. For example, okay. growth hormone. Mm -hmm. If you take exogenous growth hormone, which is very expensive and hard to get, you need a prescription and you got to be careful because if you take growth hormone from the outside, there is a negative feedback loop here and your body is going to be like, okay, we don't need to make this stuff anymore, right? There are peptides, there's a class of peptides called growth hormone secretagogues that will induce your body to make, to produce and release more of your own growth hormone. What's interesting about those peptides is because what they're doing is signaling the brain, hey, we need more growth hormone, make more of your own, you don't get that negative feedback loop. It's not nearly as powerful as taking exogenous growth hormone. Like for, like for example, for kids who have growth issues and their pediatrician decide, like pediatrician decides they need growth hormone supplementation, the growth hormone secretagogues really aren't gonna do it for them, but it's not gonna shut down your own growth hormone production. The concern that can come up a bit with the peptides is that the receptors might get numb. They may mm. involute. So we talk about cycling peptides mm. and we talk about taking breaks yeah. and we talk about not overdoing it, right? The growth hormone secretagogues in particular, you wanna be smart. You wanna have an eye on your IGF-1 levels, which is imperfect, but still the best analog we have of how much growth hormone you may have in your system. And you might do a run of this one of these growth hormone secretagogues for, let's say, eight weeks or 12 weeks. You're going to want to retest that IGF-1 level to make sure that it hasn't gone way too far off the charts. That's a good tip. That's interesting. I haven't heard about that. Anti-aging. 
let's talk about that as it relates to peptides. I mean, you, you already made the case why it would help with anti-aging because we are losing this naturally. If we can get that back in the body, it's only going to help. But are there any specific ones you like in regards to uh, anti-aging, maybe protection of the telomeres and the DNA? Mm-hmm. So, so there's a couple, well, there's, there's the whole class of bioregulator peptides is that's their hallmark, right? Is this whole age reversal. They're gero, as a matter of fact, Kevinson will use the term geroprotective, right? So they're, they also have anti, some of them have anti-tumor properties. Mm. And one of the things about aging is we need to, number one, age well, but we need to avoid a lot of those diseases of aging that are defined by aging, right? Like cancer and whatnot. So some of them are anti-tumor. For example, Epitalon, the pineal gland bioregulator has anti-tumor properties. He's done animal studies to show that. The human studies never really came about, as far as I know. There's also another peptide called GHK copper. This is the copper peptide. It's an interesting peptide because it's only three amino acids. <laughs> so technically, you would think it's a bioregulator. Right. I have heard noise, and I don't know if this is true, that, you know, Cavinson's been heard kind of grumbling, going, hmm, kind of wish I would have found that one because <laughs> it would be in my bioregulator family. Mm. <laughs> but... It was discovered in the 70s by Dr. Lauren Pickard. And it's really interesting peptide because, I mean, they're all interesting, but this one in particular activates over 4,000 genes. Wow. Like it's nuts. And I'm pretty sure the number, I, I mean, I used to say 4,000, then I went to saying 1,000, whatever it Still is. Still pretty cool. It activates a bajillion genes. And it, the, the, some of the things that it can do some of the applications it has are mind-blowing. So it's the skin peptide is what people think of it most, right? So it is transdermally bioavailable. Although I would say that in my case, I've been using it for quite a long time. I use a GHK serum. I've seen more benefit for my skin since I started um, microneedling with it mm. once every couple Makes of weeks. Makes sense. Right? Because you're getting it yep. past the stratus corneum. I mean, your skin is built to keep stuff out. Having said that, GHK copper is only three amino acids. Like, let's not forget. Having said that, when GHK copper, which is naturally occurring in the human body, and we know that our levels, our blood serum levels start to drop after age 40, let's say, one of the things it does is it upregulates the production of collagen and elastin. Mm. Another thing that it does is it helps to reduce scarring and wound healing because it helps to realign the filaments. Another thing that it does is even has apparently anxiolytic benefits, so anti-anxiety. It's another one of these peptides. Like I always talk about BPC-157 as being the, the Swiss Army knife. I suspect that GHKCU even goes beyond that. Really? Oh, yeah. well, if it targets 1,000 to 4,000, um, you said epigenetic switches? Is that what you said? Or? Well, it, it affects all these genes. So it flips, basically <laughs> flips genes back on to the more youthful setting. super cool. Right? Now, Epitalon, you mentioned telomeres a minute ago, mm -hmm. the pineal gland bioregulator, its main hallmarks of action that it does, and it does a lot more than this, but the things that really get people's attention is that in elderly people, it normalizes melatonin production. <laughs> so imagine if you're in your 70s, we all of us who know older people know that they start to sleep really you know, sleep kind of goes the way of the dodo bird, which is a problem because we need sleep to rejuvenate and repair overnight. And so if you're not going to sleep, now you're kind of accelerating this aging process because your body can't repair itself. So by restoring, normalizing melatonin levels, 
it helps with sleep, not to mention the fact that melatonin, we know, is for a lot more than sleep. It's one of the most powerful antioxidants in the body. It has anti-cancer properties. Right? So that's the connection with the mitochondria right there. A hundred percent. But also, it also affects mitochondrial respiration positively. Huh. It also activates an enzyme called telomerase, which helps to maintain and restore the length of telomeres. On which the which in DNA. turn protects the DNA from getting damaged. Huh, this is super cool. What, what The good news for those who do keto and carnivore and eat a lot of organ meat, there's some good news for them. What's that good news? The good news is that where those bioregulators are sourced from when they're given to people as a supplement or as an injection is they are sourced from the organs of animals. So when you're eating organ meat, I've been saying this all along. I'm like, and this kind of came to me in a eureka moment early in the game. It was like, oh my God, that means there's that ancestral wisdom. There's that ancestral wisdom of somebody with a heart problem, feed them heart. Someone who's got a liver problem, feed them liver. You know, if you go back into ancestral societies, this is what they did. And they ate all the bits and bobs of the animals that the rest of us are like, yeah. oh, I couldn't they, possibly do that. They valued it. It was the best part, mm -hmm. right? The muscle meat was like, yeah. yeah if there's nothing else. The yeah, if or... there's nothing else, I guess we'll fill up on that stuff. Correct. Right? The bone marrow was gold. And I mean, I personally, I'm a big fan of bone marrow. Me I don't too. Know. Like, people fall into two camps in the world. Yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> love I'm bone like, marrow. Whenever I'm out for dinner with people who don't like bone marrow, I'm like, no problem, <laughs> bring it. <laughs> well, we just went to dinner. You saw I was on carnivore. Yeah, I oh did. I did my 90 days. I'm done. <laughs> they had no bone marrow at that restaurant. They did not have bone marrow. That was more of like, a, was it you who told me I almost got a, a mushroom burger? Or somebody. No, it wasn't me. It was, was Karen. It was Karen. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like, I was like, I'll get the mushroom burger, but no mushrooms. And you're like, that, that's a burger made out of mushrooms. It's yeah. not actual burger. I'm like, well, oh. The waitress was kind of getting this look on her face <laughs> yeah. going, what? I'm like, oh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I want the beef burger. I want the beef. I want the mushrooms. Exactly. Hey, Keto Camper, there's something that I do every single day to supercharge my mitochondria to help with inflammation and soreness from a workout, and that is the use of red light therapy. This is called photobiomodulation, and there's a ton of research that shows the benefits of near-infrared and red light therapy. The red light therapy that I use is from Bon Charge. I simply use it 10 to 20 minutes per day. It has both near infrared and red light. And every single day when I use this, I feel ready to take on my day. So whether you're dealing with gut pain, joint inflammation, or you want to just supercharge your mitochondria, get your hands on a quality red light therapy device. And I highly recommend the one from Bon Charge. They hooked you all up for being a Keto Camp podcast listener with a 15% off coupon code. All you need to do, check out this product and all the wonderful products they have available is to go to bondcharge.com slash Keto Camp and use the coupon code Keto Camp at checkout to save 15% off your order. We will drop that link and coupon code in the podcast notes. Go check it out and let's get right back to this episode. So organ meat, you could supplement with it. You could eat it. You can use them. Look, um, there are, what, what are the names of the companies? There's Heart and Soil. Yeah, uh, Paleo Valley is my go-to. Yeah. Paleo Valley. MK um, Ultra, I think they're called. And there's even a couple of professional brands of supplements that sell desiccated organs yeah. and desiccated Look, desiccated thyroid, desiccated adrenal gland. Right, We get these as supplements. There's going to be bioregulator in there. Now, there's also going to be other stuff. When they make the bioregulator peptides, 
and particularly the nutri- well, any of the bioregulator peptides, and maybe this is a good time to make this distinction for your audience, yeah. and that is that when we take the capsules of the bioregulators, they've isolated and extracted the bioregulator peptide, but you're still getting some cofactors with that. Not as much as, let's say, if you're taking desiccated thyroid. And here's the distinction between how these work. Desiccated thyroid, you're typically not going to give that to someone who's hyperthyroid, right? Because it's going to drive their thyroid into overdrive. The thyroid bioregulator can be used for someone who's either hyperthyroid mm, or hypothyroid. Interesting. The hallmark of the bioregulator is it it's seeking to restore homeostasis. It's trying to bring you back into balance. So it's a bit more, it's like a more processed food, if you will, but it's much less tricky to use for that reason. When we go to the injectable bioregulator, what's happened there is, or the synthetic, which can also be used as sublingual drops, is that what's happened there is they've identified that two to four amino acid chain. Sometimes there's more than one and they've reproduced it. They've recreated, resynthesized it, if you will, in a lab. And now all you're getting is that little amino acid chain. So one of the things that they talk about in the literature is for people who are hypersensitive or who are very, very ill, they will often use the synthetic bioregulator first Mm. because it's faster acting and it's a cleaner hit, if you will. Whereas the oral bioregulators, they'll send people home with them and you'll use those over time in a different way. So the bioregulators act similar to like adaptogenic mushrooms where if you need to increase your energy, it will do that. If you actually need to decrease and relax, it will do that too. It's, it depends on whatever the innate intelligence needs at that time. It starts to use that. Yeah. Very fascinating. Where does my audience get these peptides? I know you said to be really smart about it, but are there any resources they could dive deep into? You've got a lot of good resources, so share that with my audience. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, if you want to access my stuff, I, I've, I've recorded and and done a number of interviews on peptides and bioregulators on the Biohacking Superhuman Performance podcast. So that's one resource to start with. There's, I've got a Facebook community that's become kind of this crazy place called Optimizing Superhuman Performance. And it's, it's a, it's a busy, busy group. And then, so for people who want a more intimate approach and a more calm environment, there's, I've started a group on a community on Mighty Networks, which is a paid community called the BSP community. And the best way to find out about that is on my website, which is natnidham.com. There's a tab at the top of the page that says BSP community, and you can kind of find out about that. And so in that community, I have a peptide crash course that I share with annual members. So anybody who joins as an annual member gets that included for free. And we do live Q and A's and that kind of stuff. But in terms of where to buy your bioregulators and your peptides from, it's a bit of a slippery slope right now. The bioregulators are, it would be really easy except for the war between Russia and the Ukraine, which yeah. has made a bit of a mess of the supply chain. So my favorite provider for the bioregulators actually works very closely with Dr. Kavinson and it's a company in the UK called Profound Health. And maybe what we'll do is we'll just put this all in yep, the show we'll notes. We'll put it all in the notes. I'm going to um, take this note for myself though. And then there's another- um, Profound Health, you said? Yeah. Profound health. And I've got, if you go to my website, if you go to the Nat Recommends page under supplements, you'll find those links and also discount codes that will help you to save a little bit of money. Profound health, I think right now they're still a little choppy on their supply. By the beginning of February, I think they're going to have it all sorted out. Fingers crossed. There's another 
company who's actually out of, I think he's out of Russia. I, I don't know if he's out of Russia where he is, but he has a warehouse in the U.S. And he's figured out another way to bring them in. And that's Cosmic Nootropics. And we have a discount code for them as well on the Nat Recommends page. And then for the synthetic peptides, like the longer chain peptides, you know, there's a couple of the big research labs that I really trust and will use. It's, I mean, again, guys, like you're now moving into gray zone. Yeah. Like just so you know, you're moving into the gray zone. This is not approved. You know, I've, I've, had, I've had this one woman who, and this is actually not funny. There's a peptide called VIP, which can lower blood pressure. And, and I would say of all the peptides, it is the one next to oxytocin. You have to be super careful. Anyway, she mistook her VIP for her GLP-1 agonist, which is mm. GLP-1 agonist is those peptides that you've all heard about. That's all the rage in the weight loss world right now. And so VIP is one of these peptides you're going to use like maybe 100 micrograms. But her GLP-1 agonist, you would use 2.4 milligrams. She took a megadose of VIP. She passed out no fewer than four times. Oh my gosh. In the space of 20 minutes. Her husband probably aged. Talk about anti-aging. He probably aged 20 (sighs) years in those 20 minutes. But every time she would come to, she would say to him, don't call an ambulance. Oh my gosh. No, don't call the doctor. No, no, I'll be fine. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine that? (laughs) She just, and she was herself a health provider. She was like, I don't want to have to explain this to yeah, anybody, right. right? So just know that you're treading on territory that's that's a little bit dodgy. We now have our regulatory bodies that are stepping up and saying, you know what? We don't think it's safe for everybody to be using this right now. So if you're going to make these decisions for yourself, just own it and be be mindful that it's you got to do your homework, right? Yeah. And so I'm not a hundred percent sure. So, so the big labs that I trust, that I use, I trust Peptide Sciences over and above almost anybody else. There's also Limitless Life Nootropics out there, and then there's a Canadian one called CanLab, who they've been a little offline for the last few months, but they're kind of doing a reorg and figuring their stuff out. But and then there's. One thing I will say to you guys is be cautious because there are new peptide suppliers popping up like mushrooms every minute of every hour of every day. And there are some good guys out there and there are a lot of bad actors that are just sourcing whatever they can from overseas. They're bringing it over. They're not testing it. And you want to talk about a blind item. Like you don't know if what you're getting is what it says on the vial. You don't know how much you're getting. And worse, more dangerously to me, than, you know, getting seven milligrams instead of 10 milligrams is getting something that has impurities in it or God forbid, like, you know, I, I keep hearing from people, oh, but, you know, I just go to Alibaba and I can get like 20 right. milligrams of BPC-157 yeah. for five bucks. And I'm like, you are putting this into your yeah. body. Yeah, this is your health. Like, you you want to do your, your due diligence. When I first got into this, I had a really good friend, like we started my group actually together and he's now gone off and done his own group. And he got his hands on the Alibaba $5 for, you know, whatever, BPC-157. And we both got it. And I, it was one of those where we're sitting there and I'm like, okay, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> and so he did. He was covered in welts oh inside gosh. of 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Right? God knows what was in there. And so guess what happened to all the little vials? They all went into the trash can. Yeah, of course. And we, it was a most powerful lesson for both of us. Mm-hmm. So... 
shooting for the bottom is not going to be smart. It just isn't. And so it's going to cost you a little bit of money if you're going to do this right. And that's okay. Yeah, that that's important. This it's is your critical. health. You want to do your due diligence. So Nat has a wealth of information regarding peptides. She's my go-to research, obviously, as you can see. I learned so much today. <laughs> We're going to put her website down below. Go subscribe to her podcast. She has her Mighty Networks uh, membership as well. That is going up in price that annual, you said, in February. And this is being released before that. So you might be able to get in at a, at a discounted price. Slide in there. Slide in there. We'll put all that in the notes down below in the YouTube video down below. I have a final question for you. Tell me. You know, it's going to be about vitamin G, <laughs> vitamin gratitude, Nat, yes. which you also talk about vitamin J, vitamin joy. What are you most grateful for at this moment? At this moment? At this moment. Sitting here with you. <laughs> are you kidding me? This is having met you and actually connected. I mean, you talked about how we first met in August of 2022 or 2020, whenever it was, we didn't really fully connect. I like, I felt no, like we were at we the table really together, we but we didn't table, have our personal conversations. We didn't have yeah. personal, but it was this, this, just this past event in Sarasota yeah. in December, having the opportunity to connect with you and understand who you are as a person. I am so grateful for that. I think you're awesome. I love your work. You. I love what you do. I can't wait to host you on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have um, some fun. But, and I also, you know, in addition to that, if we want to get bigger about it, I'm really grateful. I mean, as complicated as the world is right now, it's we're also at a very exciting time. There's a lot of amazing stuff going on in the health space. And so I think that if we can hopefully manage, I don't know. I, I don't know what we have to manage. I, you know, I think with the, the authorities kind of getting their fingers in the pie, it, it, it can it can get a little complicated. But but I still think that regenerative medicine, this peptide space, there's so much amazing stuff out there that can help people to live healthier lives. And so if you take your dose of vitamin G and vitamin J in the morning and you can get yourself into that proper headspace. Yeah. And then these are the condiments, you guys right? The foundation is your state of being and your mindset. And then everything else is added on to that. Well said. That's exactly it. Control what you can control. There's always crazy stuff happening in the world. Who knows what's going to happen? This is uh, this is the first podcast of 2024 that I did. Uh, I'm grateful that it was you <laughs> to kickstart the new year with me <laughs> I'm honored. Uh, on the Keto Camp podcast. And you're right. I had a great time with you in Sarasota, hanging out with Danny and Karen. Danny was here a few weeks ago. We recorded a podcast. Yeah. And uh, it was so cool spending quality time with you and, and, and Danny and Karen. It was an amazing time in Sarasota. I love what you're doing. You've just got a big heart. Uh, your family's not too far from me here in Boca. And I'm grateful for the conversation. So if you learned a lot today, which I'm sure you did, check out Nat's resources down below. Share this with a friend. You now are equipped with amazing information as it pertains to peptides. Use it wisely. <laughs> it's a very powerful resource. Use it wisely. And we'll see you in the next one. So thank you so much, Nat, for coming on the show. Thank you, Ben. I hope you love Nat Nidham. That was such a fun conversation. The world of peptides is wild. You're going to be hearing more and more about peptides. And now you have a great resource this episode. Save it to come back and learn and relearn and continuously learning about peptides. She's incredible. Go check her out on her podcast. Go check out her Mighty Networks community, her website, her social media. We're putting all that down below in the podcast notes for you. If you want to watch the video format of today's interview, and all interviews from the Keto Camp podcast, go to youtube.com slash keto camp. 
please consider sharing this episode with a friend, leave it a rating and review, and go reserve your free spot for my upcoming Detox Masterclass over at toxinsmasterclass.com. We'll put that link down below. I love you. I appreciate you. I have vitamin G for you. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.